Alright, hey guys, I'm Jerry. I'm Mia. I'm Kesa. And welcome to the Persepolis Book Cup Podcast. Thank you for coming. So, the uh, so we're going to be going over the first chapter. And let's get started. So, the beginning of Persepolis starts out with Mara Jane. And she is a little girl. She's 10 years old. And she just... Uh, and it takes place right after the Islamic Revolution. Um, yeah, it takes place in about 1979-1980, and she's a little girl who is trying to figure out what is going on in the revolution, why everything is changing, and she's trying to figure out which side and which opinion she wants to have about the entire situation. Marjane usually she has she has a bunch of sides like on her on her garden. She used to you know like play around with her friends. You know she'd she'd convey one side of you know the whole entire king. But then at school they teach her another side, right? That God chose the king, even though when she goes back home, her dad tells her that God did not choose the king. Okay, so let's get started with some discussion questions. Okay. All right, the first first question was, why do you guys think people were against wearing the veil in the beginning of the book? How can we relate this to problems in society today? So um, I was thinking that people were against it because it showed maybe like a form of oppression. So this was like taking away their rights, and especially to like the woman who didn't have to wear a veil. And um, maybe this can relate to society because in, like, in some third world countries, this is still happening and people are fighting for their rights. And like also in America, people are fighting for their rights, like they use in the books, such as like Black Lives Matter and other protests. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that wearing the veil is kind of a way of making everybody look and feel the same. And the people want to express themselves and be their own individual person, but Wearing the veil doesn't allow them to do this, so they might be a little upset about that. And I think that this relates to society, like you said, because there are still so many people fighting for their rights and fighting for their freedom so that they don't have to do whatever a leader tells them to do. Yeah, these veils are sort of, they're categorizing everybody. They're making everybody look the same. And they're basically turning, you know, they're turning the whole entire nation into just one, like, everybody just looks the same, right? And nobody wants that. They want to look different. They want to, you know, like, show their true colors. They don't want to, you know, just be categorized. Yeah, maybe the veil could, like, symbolize, like, fighting for justice or something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so moving on to the next discussion question. Marjane claims she wants to be a prophet when she grows up, but when brought up as a question with her parents, she lied and said she wanted to be a doctor. Why do you think that she lied to her parents? I, I truly think that Marjane is just not ready to come out to her parents yet that she wants to be a prophet because uh, I feel like that's like a huge thing for her to say and like and like telling them that she just wants to be a doctor is just like the safe route for her. Because even though she said she wants to be a prophet in her class, Everybody probably thought they were like she was joking, and like when his when his or when her teacher told her parents that she wanted to be a prophet, they probably thought that oh yeah, she's just a kid, she doesn't really know what she wants to do, you know. Yeah, I think it was definitely like more like inside of her because I, but I also do think that like the teachers and the students had a factor in why she probably didn't tell her parents. She saw how they reacted, and maybe she was scared to like tell her parents that or like embarrassed. So 
Right. I agree. I think the pressure from society kind of made her ashamed of what she wanted to be because when she told her teacher and her classmates that she wanted to be a prophet, they all laughed at her. Her teacher even called her parents back home. So she probably didn't want to tell her parents because she was now ashamed of it and didn't want to embarrass herself or make her parents ashamed of her as well. All right. For the third demonstration question, in the beginning of chapter three, Marcine said that she would go out in her yard and demonstrate about the fall of the king like her parents. But a few pages later, she contradicts herself saying that she loves the king. Why do you think this is? Do you think it is possible that the schools are teaching kids partial or incorrect information because of the differing opinions of the revolution? Do you think that this could be happening at our, at home or in society as well? Uh, yeah, I I do think that a uh, school played a major factor in that because uh, I feel like schools teach you. I would say more so back then because I feel like now we're starting to learn more like fact based and like the more like how things actually are i feel like now but i feel like back then they were teaching you um like governments were like teaching you what they wanted to teach kids rather than like what the actual facts were so like it could benefit them like in this example it's making him him see like he's this like perfect being and he should be king and nobody should objectify that right i agree with you um i think that the king wants the teachers to teach all of the students that he is um, amazing and he is the king because of it's God's will but in reality that might not be true it's just what he wants them to think because they're the next generation and whatever the kids today learn will be how the future is so I think that he wants them to love him so that he can keep on being king mm-hmm. yes so they definitely want to make everything like they want they want the king to look good. They want to make sure like they want to tell the kids that everything that happened is natural. You know, God God told, you know, God told the king to be the king, you know, the king is the grand king, right? So they want they want everything to just look good, you know, they want it to make like everything just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even in today's society, this still happens. Not to as big of a extent I mm. don't think but you know with elections and stuff being texts and emails and phone calls sent to try to sway people one way or the other in an election and the information may or may not be true mm-hmm. and these are getting sent to like everybody like I'm getting these texts and I can't even vote so <laughs> me too so yeah but I definitely yeah I totally agree with you on that but I feel like we're leaning I would say a lot, most countries or a lot of countries are definitely leaning more towards like teaching kids like facts rather than like more to try to sway their opinions on something. Right. And I think that's a good thing because it's important for kids to develop their own opinion rather than just hear what their teachers or their parents are saying and go with it. Yes, I, I agree. Okay. So um, in chapter four, Marjane is frustrated when her grandmother won't answer her question about her grandfather. Do you think having a personal connection to the revolution made Mara Jane and her family more interested in it? Do you think they would feel the same way if the personal connection didn't exist? Um, I do think that having a personal connection made Mara Jane and her family more interested in it. Just because her grandfather was, her great-grandfather was 
the king that got overthrown, it's very important to Marjane and her family to have their voices heard. And I think that if the personal connection didn't exist, they would probably still care about it and probably still have the same opinions, but maybe they wouldn't be as passionate about it and maybe they wouldn't be demonstrating every night like they are. Yes, I I 100% agree with you that they would probably still be like passionate about it but I don't think as passionate since like it's such a personal since it's just like hitting so close to home with them mm-hmm. yeah definitely like since it was her grandfather that was the like emperor I definitely feel like that her parents have always struck a connection and like whenever she asks her like her grandma about it like she doesn't really respond because she probably has even like a closer connection and she just doesn't want to get too far into it, especially with Marjane's age. She's she's pretty young, so she doesn't want to, you know, tell tell her the whole entire story because parts of it may be, you know, not appropriate for her age. Right. Okay. Um. So next question: Why did the mother, who was a part of the demonstration, dye her hair color and put on glasses when when she was in all the European newspapers and in one Iraq newspaper? Um, I think maybe she was, like, scared. Maybe something could, like, happen to her. Maybe she feared for her life. You know, there's a lot of factors that could have, um, that could have been why, too, she had dyed her hair. Because she was, you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, they stated in the book that some of the demonstrators are getting shot and killed and arrested. And I think that she was afraid that being seen in the newspapers as a demonstrator, somebody would see that and then try to come after her and harm her or arrest her or even kill her because of her beliefs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, she probably, she probably just doesn't want to get hurt out of all of this. Like what you said, Mia, she, she wants to stay safe. I mean, she has her own family. Her life is pretty good right now. I mean, apart from the demonstration. So, like, when she was on all these newspapers, it probably flashed a lot of light onto her. And, like, if she were to be, if she were to be seen, you know, in public and everything, you know, people might just, you know, they'd be like, oh, shoot, it's her from the newspaper. And then, again, like, as you've said, it's pretty dangerous to go to these demonstrations. And, like, you know, they they sometimes shoot at the crowd, probably with, like, rubber bullets or something. And, like, I don't know. Her her being out there is one of, like, the, the, like, as a part of the demonstrations and people just seeing her, like, you know, they might look at, like, they might just frown, like, upon her. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit of a personal thing as well, because when they were talking about the stories of her father when she was little, um, they said that sometimes people would come to the door and try to arrest him, and he was constantly in jail and in pain. So it's probably just kind of everything that's going on on along with her inner thoughts about what happened to her own father and how he was arrested and put in jail Mm -hmm. for his beliefs and his relation to the old king that got overthrown yeah so maybe she didn't want to like have marjane experience that maybe it was like very traumatic for her right Mm -hmm. okay so the last question that we have today is The school and the dad in the story have two point of views of how the king was put in his palace, in his place. Why do you think they are teaching the students at school that God chose the king? Um, So kind of like we said before, I think that the teachers are teaching 
the students that God chose the king because the king most likely oversees all of the education and the jobs in the country. And he obviously wants everybody to like him so that he can continue being king. So I'm sure that the teachers were told or believed that the king was named king because it's God's will. So that's what they're trying to teach the students so that it can continue being that way. Yeah, like Mia said, you know, uh, like you said previously about how um, the kids are like the next generation and he wants them to like see them. In, he want, they want, he wants to be perceived in a good light with the kids. So he wants to start teaching them while they're young so he can continue to be king. Yeah, he definitely wants to make sure they perceive him as a good king because if not, I mean, they're the next generation. They're going to, you know, they're going to have their own kids and then their kids will be the next generation. So what they're being taught right now is like super important. If he's teaching them that he's a really good person, they're going to grow up and think he's a really good person. But if, if the school is teaching them that he's a bad person, that God didn't choose him, then they're going to they're gonna grow up and try to overthrow him. And like then they'll teach their kids that, you know, He's a bad person, you know, he needs to be overthrown, right? And then, you know, eventually, you know, someone probably just, like, assassinated him or something, right? But they want to make sure that all these kids have, like, a clear mind and that they think he's, like, a really good king and, like, everything about him is great. Yeah. Okay, so just kind of a closing question. What do you guys think is going to happen in the next chapters? Um, I think to be honest, it... maybe I could see in the chapters them getting her parents specifically getting like in trouble with like the authority maybe because of them you know like protesting against the king so maybe like something like that could be happening maybe Marjane learns more like if she wants to be like learns more about like if she wants to be a prophet or not and like her holy book that she has mm-hmm. I agree I think that they've been talking a lot about the demonstrations and I think that something is going to happen either with Marjane or a close connection to Marjane and her family. And she's going to see what it's like to be affected by, I don't know, people of authority trying to stop the demonstrations. Mm-hmm. I feel like, to be honest, my opinion, I feel like her grandma is going to open up about the demonstrations and sort of open up about her husband, you know, mm-hmm. and just tell, tell Marjane like everything that happened. Just make sure, like, she knows, like, the full true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, everybody. That is all for our first podcast. Thank you for coming. We would really appreciate it if you'd come to our next one. And, yeah.